first known rules of golf were drawn up in 1744 by the gentleman golfers of Edinburgh in Leith, Scotland. Since then, the game has changed dramatically. Golf courses, equipment, and not least the rules. So where do I go when I want to learn about the rules of the game today? Well, I go to the Golf Rules Questions podcast with Blakey and Roscoe, of course. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of the Golf Rules Questions podcast. Episode 62, Golf Rules Questions Podcast, coming at you right now. I'm Blakey, and with me is Stuart McPhee. Welcome back, Stuart. Thank you, Blakey. Great to be here. Uh, a regular on the uh, the GRQ podcast until you can find a better host. <laughs> Slowly but surely, I'm becoming a regular. That's good. So, uh, no, it should be, uh, it's, it's going well, and you've got a jam-packed, I say you, because you've put the uh, agenda together today, got a jam-packed. Uh, episode 62 for us uh, but first of all answer the GRQ OTW from episode 61 is or question is so the question was uh, Jerry hit his tee shot way left into some thick bushes so he played a provisional and uh, which lands in the rough he found his original ball within three minutes but it was deep within the bushes and unplayable his lateral and back on the relief options were equally impractical so he decided really his only viable option was to return to the previous place play back to the tee. Having already played his provisional from the teeing area and to assure and to ensure he doesn't delay play any further, he plays his provisional ball from where it was lying and counts that as his fourth stroke. Was that permitted or is that permitted? And I said to you after I after we stopped recording that podcast, I said to you, I shouldn't have said, is this permitted? I should have said, you know, hit his fourth shot onto the green, two putted, what's his score for the hole? You know, and then continued his round, what's his score for the whole? Because that would have made for much more interesting answers rather than a yes or no, is this permitted? But anyway, to my answer. Um, so he's found his original within three minutes. What two words, Blakey, would you use to describe his provisional ball now? Abandoned ball. Abandoned or wrong ball. So, no. so now, and therefore he has uh, hit a wrong ball, even though he had hit it originally and it was sort of his for a little while as a provisional. But by hitting that provisional ball, he's actually hit a wrong ball. And if he continues to play the hole and then tees off on the next hole, then he's uh, got some issues because then he would be disqualified. Um, you can certainly complete a hole by playing from a wrong place, but you cannot complete a hole by playing with a wrong ball, which is what he did in a nutshell. Well nice. So he has to correct his mistake. Yep, add uh, two penalty strokes in stroke play and correct uh, his error, correct his and mistake. Yeah. what if he uh, doesn't correct his error? Well, if he tees off on the next hole, he's got, he's got an issue and you'll have a big DQ beside his name. Yeah, what if it's a stale fit around? Uh, I would think that's the same thing. It's a DQ he's saying for he's the just for the hole, right? Yes, of course. Yes, sorry. And he's just wiped the hole. Yes. And what happens if it's the 18th hole? Uh, before you return your scorecard, you still need to correct it. Yeah, correct. That's uh, used to be walking off the last putting green, but now it's uh, returning your scorecard, which is which is better actually. I, th I think it's a lot better. You know, imagine if you're two steps like you're this far away from <laughs> yeah. the putting green, and you're like, oh, 
Hang on a second. Or I've done, you know, done something that's just DQ and you're like, oh, well, you know, where's the putting green or something? Yes. Like, yeah, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> I didn't so realize it's, that. It's a much better one the way they've written it this, uh, these days. I mean, right, imagine so, going back, you know, three groups have finished since you and you go, hang on, I'll put my scorecard. I, I just need to walk back out onto the 18th fairway and fix it. And you sort of get yeah. yourself in between two groups. Yeah. You've got to fix yeah. the problem. Imagine that. Anyway. Yeah. It would have, it would be a lot easier at some clubs than others. Of course. And if it was, as you said, just a stable for then you just wipe the hole. Yeah, that's right. Stay for the par, just wipe the uh, hole. Max, maximum, maximum score. score. Mm. Maximum score. Uh, very good. How's your weekend been so fast, yeah? Uh, not as busy as yours, but all good. Played golf yesterday. Not just uh, starting to get back into some form. It was a four ball yesterday. So uh, it was just interesting just thinking about the rules because I was asked about a couple of things yesterday. But, oh, can you give advice? You know, can you breach 10.2 and all this sort of stuff and standing on the line and all this business? So anyway, good to play some golf. Did you guys play, do you guys play a concurrent Stalford or individual game at the same time or you just no. play the four ball? Correct. Yeah, the, that's the best way to do it. Just just stick with the club uh, event of the day. And yeah, just the comp, yeah. There. Yeah. Yeah, Nice. Uh, so, did you guys win, lose, draw? Uh, I must say, my partner struggled a little bit, and you know, <laughs> I mean, the winning score was forty nine, which I thought was phenomenal. Yeah, that is pretty good. I mean, that's almost that's two point seven five almost per hole. It's almost yeah. three hole. It's pretty yeah, good that going. Is, that is very good. Mm. That is very good. Unless it was closer. unless it was an aggregate stay of then that's pretty bad. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Or an or Irish have you, yeah, have you played the Irish Stalford? Is that multiplier? Yeah. Well, I, do, I, I can't say I like it, but yes, I've certainly played a few of those. Oh, how fun is it? I think I've had a 15 on one hole and then I've... I've had a like, 20. I've had a 20. Wow, a four and a five. Only because I pushed the tee up on a par four, making it a drivable par four. One guy eagled it and I actually chipped in from the back for a three. So I had a three for four. He had a four for, uh, two for five. Oh, that's that's brilliant. Um, yeah, but anyway, it's a lot of fun unless you have a few zeros, obviously. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So moving on, uh, we've got a video, Rory's ball moving JT's ball in the fairway, which was at the Canadian Open. Correct. So I think this was the first round and Thomas's ball is already sitting in the middle of the fairway. So we start the video. This is on your YouTube channel. Start the video with Rory hitting his, his tee shot with an iron, with a ball flight I wish I could emulate every single time I strike a golf ball. Just a beautiful ball flight. And sure enough, it hits the ground, just rolls a little bit and just hits Thomas's ball, moves it from where it was at rest. Obviously, Rory's ball comes to rest. And that's where, I mean, they probably didn't even see it, but enough people were there to say, oh, by the way, there's one sit the other and you need to sort it out. So... I would uh, anyway. That's the scene. If you want to talk us through um, what the ruling is there, please, with uh, Thomas's ball moving or being moved. Yeah. Well, they certainly took a lot of time to work out where the ball uh, was at rest before it was moved by Justin's ball, uh, Rory's ball. Yep. Justin's ball. Justin hit first, uh, so it took a long time. Um, did they need to take that long? Well, there were a lot of divots around, so they're trying to work out. Uh, exactly where Justin's ball was. Uh, I believe they had another camera angle that we never got to see um, that said it was definitely not in a divot. And then they called in a referee and Mary Beth 
uh, helped out with that one. Uh, I met Mary Beth in Argentina at the Youth World Cup, which was pretty cool. Lovely cool. person. Um, so she works for Golf Canada, was helping them out. And, uh, yeah, they, they got it back to the position that uh, estimate the position where it had come to rest uh, before it was moved and so, play on from there. So in summary, Blakey, so Rory's ball hits another ball and then comes to rest. Does anything happen to Rory's ball? Uh, Rory plays it from uh, – or plays it as it lies. Okay, uh, so Thomas's old, ball. Yeah, it's sorry. The, that old term, uh, rubber the green. They've taken it out, but it's uh, – you know, we still – We understand still, the context. And it still works, even though it's not in the rule book anymore. It still works rubber the green. And then and the, Thomas's, Thomas's ball, ball. So it was uh, sitting there and it's been moved by an outside influence. What happens to his ball? Yeah, so his ball was moved by uh, another ball, which is 9.6, rule 9.6, uh, and he must replace it. But obviously, if you don't know exactly uh, where it had been moved from, um, you just estimate it. So you still got to put it back, even if um, you don't know exactly where exactly. it was, uh, where the location of it originally, you still got to put it back uh, and then you just estimate it. So it could be two inches. You think, oh, must two inches or it could have been a foot, could have been three foot. So, um, you know, if it lands on the fall, it would have cannoned away. So I think we've seen one of those in uh, the video with Ricky Fowler and Jordan Spieth. Um, something similar happened to them about five years ago. So uh, where it cannoned off the green. Uh, but, yeah, you just replace it and and you play on. And then Rory didn't hit the best shot, but uh, Justin managed to hit it close and make birdie. Uh, however, Rory went on to win that tournament. And I was actually in London at Live Golf um, when the Canadian Open was on. So um, certainly, certainly saw it. Across the pond, I think they call it. Um, you want to talk a little bit about, um, you know, if you don't, if you need to replace a ball on the spot, which Thomas did, but if it's not known, then a player can use reasonable judgment. Um, I just found, I mean, you mentioned right from your start of your words, your comments were how long it actually took. Do you have any comments about, about I mean, it's just, there's a, there's a get out of jail free card, you know, reasonable judgment, even if it's proven later to be wrong. Um, didn't yeah, take I mean, too long, I guess. You know, who has the facts there? Well, the facts, Rory and Justin wouldn't have known anything, um, but they were just trying to make sure that it wasn't in a divot, otherwise they would have to replace it in the divot. Um, and so they're just going on the spectators saying, I actually had this similar situation happen. I was the observer uh, for the Tiger uh, Abraham answer match in the President's Cup was the first match out on the Sunday in the singles. And same thing ha actually happened on the 17th hole of the West Course, which at the time was the ninth hole, uh, the ninth hole of the composite course. And we were up there close and I can't remember. I, I don't know why I can't remember, but I can't remember. I think Tiger's ball um, Tiger's ball was hit by Abraham Ants's ball. And so Tiger had to replace his ball, um, if my memory serves me correctly. So, and because of that, uh, I just sort of walked over there and the referee was sort of coming up 
uh, following the group, didn't quite get there as quickly, and I just said, oh, yep, I'll um, show him where the ball um, was at rest, and I sort of got in there and just said, look, it was here. You know, again, I was like 40 metres away. It was an estimate. Um, I sort of, you know, when it happened, I was sort of trained on that spot and then walked over there. Um, and, you know, I could have been out by two inches. I could have been out by a foot, but that was a reasonable judgment like me. You know, it wasn't necessarily to get cameras in there. You know, they would have just slowed down play, and I'm not, I'm not in for that. Um, if one of them had said, oh, no, that, that can't be right, then, yeah, maybe I would have asked for a camera replay, but not really that necessary. Happened to me yesterday on the 18th hole. My ball at rest on the green, a guy chipping on and knocked mine out of the way. So I've just, you know, sort of stared at that spot where I know my ball was and just gone back and just whacked a tee in there and, and just replaced my ball uh, oh, yeah. pretty quickly and, and knew, you know, based on this video that we just done, knew that, you know, if not known reasonable, sorry, if not known estimate and reasonable judgment's okay and acceptable, knowing that, you know, a few centimetres or millimetres out, it's not really that big a deal. No, no, I mean, as long as it's that reasonable judgment, as you said, it's, it's an estimation, you know. And uh, did you penalise yourself uh, under 15.3 for that agreement or? <laughs> anyway, he's chipping off the green. We didn't agree to anything. No, it was sure. certainly not a backstop. I was about 15 metres away from the hole, sure. that's for sure. Well, that's a pretty terrible shot by him then. I didn't end up powering the 18th hole, so that was nice. Oh, good. Two good. putts. Um, it, was your, anyways. it was it was your partner, wasn't it? And you just, you know, just... No, like, no, no, oh, it, yeah, no just... it wasn't. No, good question. No, it wasn't my partner in the four ball yesterday. Um, well, that's all we had, I think, on Rory's ball. I, I think how many times would that happen at club level and neither player would know? Uh, yeah, I mean, if you've got an elevated green, um, it could happen a lot and... If, if the players never know, you know, I get this question asked. If the players never, never know. Yeah, yeah, that's right. If you never know um, before you make the next stroke, then you never knew and you're not, you can't be penalised for that. What, um, happens, it, uh, what happens if that does happen? You've got a blind tee shots um, and then you catch up with someone on the next hole and they go, oh, did you put that ball back? Because, you know, Ralph hit your ball. And you're going, actually, we've already finished that hole. We didn't even know. So that information yeah. wasn't known to them at the time. No, that's right. You couldn't imagine penalising someone for that. I'd, I'd start making that up, you know. <laughs> I was kidding. I was kidding. I was kidding. I would not make that stuff up. Especially if you knew someone was having a good day and you were yeah, having, having a good, a good day, day too. And you... <laughs> oh, did, you, did you replace that ball that was you know, just beside the bunker? All right, we'll deal with it at the committee later. Um, if we're done with Rory's, we can get on to your most recent video and that's Victor Hovland. Yeah, uh, at the Open Championship. Do you want to say yeah, the same I mean, for this one? I mean, the really cool thing about uh, St Andrews, even though the ball and the driver um, beats it up, uh, you know, Cam Smith finished on minus 20. Uh, the cool thing is, if you do get in the bunkers, the pot bunkers, you know, it's a real penalty. And they probably need more of them. I don't think they'll ever touch the old course. Uh, but they probably need a few more and that would you, you put a few more uh pop bunkers in there and, and you know people starting having to hit irons off the tee yeah. it yeah. rolls into them even if you land it here it could kick on 40 meters um so i'm not saying touch the old course but um you know it certainly would help re reduce the score the other thing you could uh you know 
it, it, I think it was perfect weather for four days. If it was, if it was bad weather, um, like it can be along that coast, then you know you're not going to get the minus twenty either. The wind. Oh, we've seen times when they've played there, where you know it's it's howling a gale and and you know it, it's going sideways. You've got to aim for a forty foot, forty meter cut and stuff like this. So. Um, yeah, it, it was pretty benign conditions. It was rolling really fast. Anyway, Vic, on this one short par three, a uh, short par four, Victor Hovland hits a great drive and it goes in one of the pot bunkers. And because their bunkers have such a steep vertical face, um, you know, gets up to it. The ball was right behind the face. No way that he could just pop that straight up and out. So he uh, he decided to take uh, an unplayable. He's got, as you said, you did the um, commentary on this one. He's got four options, uh, four, four penalty options, uh, two uh, in the bunker, one back to the tee, and then one outside the bunker back on the line. And he, he opted for the back on the line inside the bunker for the one-stroke penalty. So um, good option. He ended up saving his par. He did. I, I did think the caddy may, I mean, maybe I'm being critical. They spent a bit of time talking about it, as in the caddy and player discussing their options. And obviously, probably wiser heads prevailed in that no, no, not worth taking the risk of trying to, you know, just make this, turn this into a seven or an eight. I was just interested in um, my initial thoughts on the referee. The referee was standing off to the side. There was one per group, I think, wasn't there? One referee per group. Yes, there's one. There's always one per group in the first two days, and then right. And then as the groups get smaller, um, the the sort then the other groups get smaller. The referees um, double up um, with the other groups. So if you were with that group then, and you know that we're talking about the elite players in the world here, and you knew there were four options, do you not tell him about? Oh, by the way, you can actually drop outside the bunker for an extra. I mean, that's sort of that one that helps, I think, more your club golfer um, get out of a bunker, get out of a precarious situation. Would you maybe not even mention that just as a referee? Yeah, an interesting situation because when should the referee, you know, does the ref, is the referee there to speak only when spoken to um, or is he there to get in there and give Victor a hand and, and give him all his options. Uh, you know, to be honest, I'd, I'd sort of think that this was more a, um, if you know the guy, you know, if you know Victor, you, you could maybe offer the four options. Um, but if you don't know him, I'd, I'd stay back and just, just watch until he actually had a question for you. I think the sorry, what I'm getting, what I'm thinking, knowing he is not going to drop out of the bunker for two penalty strokes, he's not going to do that. That would be his fourth option. He would, well, no, no, I don't know. That's why I guess that, that's where I'm trying to get out of you is, you know, I, I remember being taught you don't want to provide commentary. You don't provide commentary on the situation they're in and you don't want to say, oh, here are your options, but I mean, you're not going to choose that one, are you? You know, <laughs> not, to, not to get involved in that way and just be very clinical and objective. And I just find that that particular option, which wasn't around three years ago, four years ago, um, you know, it's just, is it really tailored towards the elite golfer who's, I don't think you'll ever find a professional golfer, golfer perhaps taking, um, maybe one day it'll happen. But just 
your attitude towards that player, um, if he says, all right, I want to take an unplayable, what are my options? Are you going to rattle off all four? I would, yes. Yeah. If he if he asked me, I'd I'd rattle off all four. Uh, is he going to choose that one? Probably not. But then you know, if it could be in a wet bunker and it could have plugged, it's mm. less less likelihood that it will plug dropping from the knee, but it could happen. Yeah. Um, but I, I see your point. Uh, you know, do you offer something to someone who that rule was basically created for? You know, the the, the high handicapper. Um, someone who really struggles with bunkers, kind of like the local rule E5, you know, that you'd never see that on tour. And, and if you did, you'd, you'd sort of, con, uh, you know, you'd question the uh, legitimacy of that tournament. Hmm. Um, but I, you know, I'd still rattle it all, all off. You never know, you, you know, you don't put your ability or assume what their ability is. Um, but yeah, if I didn't just going back there, if I didn't know them, I wouldn't offer up anything unless they asked me. And, uh, if I did know them, I'd just say, oh, do you want a hand with the, the four options? Um, if they said, no, nah, they're good, I'd be sweet. And if they said, oh yeah, what are they? I'd, I'd reel them off and, and go from there. But, uh, you know, they, they took a fair amount of time, uh, which sort of annoyed me because it seemed pretty easy. I, you know, everyone can say, oh, but it's big, it's championships, the Open. You know, they're playing for their livelihood. Well, you know, if you're really concerned about your livelihood, go and join Live. But um, uh, it's just, it just seemed like they took a little bit too long um, of time for for that. But, uh, yeah, it seemed, it seemed pretty easy to see that he... It shouldn't play it, and and the wise decision was made. So if I just finish, if I can name drop as well. So when I did the Sam Belt Invitational, and there was a amateur playing with Jeff Ogilvy, and she's just short of the green, chipping on and skinnies her chip into the bushes at the back at Kingston Heath, and I just happened to be right there, couldn't play it. Says to me, what are my options? The fact that her previous place play was only like forty meters away. I rattled off quite easily. Well, you can go back to where you were, et cetera, et cetera. You would think that in Victor Hovland's case, the fact that his previous place played was like 300 plus yards away. It's highly unlikely he will take that option. It might be the last one you list and you list them one by one and he's digesting them as you go through them and he might actually stop you. Okay, yeah, that's good. I'll take that one sort of thing. Anyway. I think yeah, I mean... Oh, I mean, it's, it's really easy just to say, yep, go back to the tee um, within two club links in the bunker, back on line in the bunker, or back on line outside the exactly. bunker. Exactly. Back on the line outside the bunker. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> might, might Is that a local that rule? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is that a local rule just for some, here? Just for some this week? Some par now. <laughs> Actually, right. everyone was, everyone has his, uh no one reckons that Victor Hovland's chipping game's up to it at the moment. So um, he probably was, yeah, was definitely not, was definitely unlikely to choose that option. I think it's uh, certainly a bright future, that's for sure. Yes, um, yeah. Can I just make a one comment about rules specific, certainly to the old course? And that is, I was surprised, being a latecomer to the game of golf and all these courses, I was surprised at the number of double greens on that course. Um, surprised? 
Yeah, I didn't know much about it. Oh, we can move past that point. I can just introducing the fact that there are seven double greens. There's only four holes that have their own green. Yeah, all the double greens add up to 18. Hmm. So apart from one and 17, which well, they're not close enough to be a seven to add to be a double green, but uh, every other one, two and 16, four and 14, every other one adds up to uh, uh, 18. 18. Um, so we've all played a course which has maybe a double green on it. And sometimes I'll use different color flags to distinguish or I'll have a sign somewhere saying, you know, you need to go to the flag on the left. Um, can you just run through if you are in the unfortunate position of actually holing out in the wrong hole on that double green and what you do, that simple rule? Yeah, uh, so if you, that? if you hold out on the wrong hole uh, on a double green, you're actually on the right green, but you're now your ball is in a immovable obstruction or an abnormal course condition. Uh, it's not going to matter what uh, we term it. It's the same thing or it's mm. the same uh, treatment. So you can play it as it lies if you, <laughs> I don't know, got a vacuum club or something. <laughs> but um, the best bet is to place the ball at the nearest, most, um, no, I, I roll that off so quickly, but it's not right. At the nearest spot, no closer to the hole, uh, where you don't have interference with that abnormal course condition. So don't put it right behind the hole so <laughs> the hole is on your line. Uh, a, that's not going to be very helpful. And B, because you'd still have interference with your line of play because you get um, line of play interference relief on the green, uh, you'd, you'd actually cop a two-shot penalty if you made the stroke um, because you've placed your ball in the wrong spot. So... Um, so it's literally just putting the... It's literally taking your ball out of that wrong hole and placing it beside the hole, no nearer the hole. So, sorry, no near the real hole. Yeah, that's right. It's, it's just to the side. It's either over that side or this side. You choose. It'll be exactly the same. Left or right-hander sort of thing. Yeah, you know, left or right. But uh, yeah, mm. a right-hander right can still have the hole right in between their stance and their club right. if they really want to. Yeah. They, okay. they might get a bit of. They might think, oh, I get a better line that way or something. Sure. So, so that uh, that hole is. Ground under repair, abnormal yep. course condition, immovable obstruction, yep. whatever you want to call it, and uh, and there's no no penalty for doing so. Interesting that uh, wrong ball has its own rule, six point three c, but wrong hole doesn't have its own rule. But of course, as you just mentioned, we can find that in the definitions under ground under repair as a whole maintenance by maintenance staff. Yeah, yeah, um, spot on. If, there, if, if you, it was a wrong hole in another green and a wrong green then you're on a wrong green and you must right, take, take three relief. Yeah. yeah. The, um, what happens if you are, don't hole out on the wrong hole, but now, yeah, as you mentioned before, it's now actually on your line of play on the same green. So you're on the double green. You just happen to the wrong hole. Is it actually in your way on your line of play? But you're on the green though. So you have interference. Uh, yeah, so you've got interference by an immovable obstruction or a ACC. Uh, on your line of play on the green, uh, you just find that it's like temporary water, basically. Yeah. Um, you find the nearest spot where you get complete relief for that line of play and you place your ball there. And that temp, uh, it could uh, be off the green, so it's not necessarily placing it on the putting surface. It could be that you place the ball in the general area. Wherever that nearest point is. 
I mean, you don't have to take relief for that one. You can play it as a lies if you want, but uh, the offer is there for a free relief. Okay. Very good. Obviously, those sort of guys uh, at that level didn't have too many issues with holing out in the wrong hole or <clears throat> interference from a wrong hole, but just wanted to raise that, given that course had so many uh, double greens on it. Hmm. Yeah, I think uh, they didn't have any too many tricky... I didn't find out all about the rulings um, this year, but... They didn't have too many tricky rulings, but they said they were busy. So I guess wow. with the, they would have had a lot of, um, probably a lot of, line, oh, not a lot, but they would have had line of sight, TIOs. Um, you know, there's a lot of camera towers around there because it's the A lot open. of grandstands, a lot of people. Like, yeah. I mean, a lot of the grandstands are out of bounds. So, oh, okay. yeah, so they, they wouldn't be too fine. But, you know, if the grandstand is out of bounds, uh, off the top of my head, it's not too bad, but if the grandstand's out of bounds, it's still a TIO and you still could get um, free relief uh, if your ball was in bounds and you have interference with line of sight and line of play. Uh, but, you know, there's because the fairways kind of merge, you know, they've got to stick the, the TV towers somewhere and so they probably have a lot of TIO stuff when the ball's flying or rolling so far. Um, you know, I'm, I don't know if anyone would have hit their ball out of bounds on the first, but I reckon someone might have hit their ball out of bounds on the 18th, um, which can uh, easily done, even though you can aim out the first. Uh, <laughs> yep. It's a pretty weird, wild, wild fairway. There definitely would have been people that hit the ball out of bounds on 17. So, um, yeah, would have been would have been great to be there, but uh, maybe maybe in 25 years' time. Very good. So, you know, the two videos we've spoken about already, uh, Rory and Victor, on both occasions you mentioned time taken, both of them, uh, determining where Thomas's ball was to be replaced and then Hovland and his caddy talking. So I just wanted to raise something that happened about a month ago at the Women's PGA when Lexi Thompson and her group were all penalised for slow play. And I just found it interesting that the penalty was a fine uh, after the fact, once the scorecards are in and they were fined $2,000 each uh, at an event where obviously they're in a position, they're in the final group to make more than that. Do you have a comment on, I, I, I don't think you need to comment on slow play. I think we know your views on that, but do you have a comment on fining monetary or versus stroke penalty strokes on the day? Uh, yeah, well, the, the LPGA's... Um pace of play policy is if you're out of position and they consider out of position um, determined by where you are in relation to the group in front. Uh, it's something like if if you haven't, if your group haven't hit a tee shot on the par three and everyone has hit their tee shots on the next hole, um, then you're out of position. Uh, and then for a par four, I think it's if you haven't hit a tee shot and they haven't hit a tee shot on the next hole maybe. And in a par five, it might've been if you haven't hit a tee shot and they have uh, all finished putting or something like that. Uh, then you're out of position. If you're out of position and the referee will come and give you your official warning, <laughs> um, which uh, in my experience doesn't seem to do much. Uh, and then the referees will monitor you after that. Uh, not monitor. Uh, the referees will observe you after that. And if you get out of position again, um, 
they will start timing you, which was quite funny in this case. Uh, I think a lot of those groups were out of position, um, but they got onto timing that group with two or three holes to go. Yeah, two holes to go. Uh, Justin Thomas said, read the room, don't put them on clock, three holes short of the uh, finish, which I thought was ridiculous. You know, they probably should have got on the clock earlier, uh, but just things happen or, you know, depends on the personnel as well. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's an interesting thing. I, you know, I've seen some very slow golfers. Lexi's certainly one of them. And, uh, a fine is probably not enough. Uh, they need to start getting their pairs, um, penalty, you know, stroke penalties. But, uh, if you get on the clock on the LPGA and then you do have a bad time, it's a two-shot penalty, um, which I always think is a bit harsh. So I'm, I was thinking, well, if it's too harsh, why have you got it that way in the first place? Why don't you redesign it so that's not like that at all? Mm. Uh, but uh, if you do get put on the clock, um, you get a uh, a fine, a monetary fine. I think how much was it, Stuart? 2000 2000 That's a joke. It's, mm. uh, you know, some of these people don't get out of bed for less than 20. So uh, 2000 is nothing. No. Um, bit of a waste of time, that one. Yeah, well, we know which will have more impact on the players, whether it be a fine or penalty strokes on that last day. Yeah, I well, think everyone, everyone knows that. Just whether they want to implement. Mm. Certainly on that last day, definitely. Mm. And that was the last group? Yeah. Uh, I, I think I was going to raise Justin Thomas's comments, but you've actually addressed that. And he was along the lines of, as you said, you know, two holes, what does it really matter? But doesn't matter. You, you've answered that. It actually does matter. It's more the principle. Of... Yeah, I mean, if you let them um, play as slow as they want to, um, you know, people have to get home. <laughs> it, it's an entertain. The, the professional golf is an entertainment business. And if, if no one's coming up the 18th because they're a hole out or two holes out, Where's your entertainment? You know, you, you need to be, it needs to be, we're seeing these days that uh, that fast format um, in most other sports is really what people want to see. And golf seems to be going the other way. We seem to be allowing them to play as slow as they want. You know, there's always situations where uh, it's going to, you know, you're going to be put out. But, uh, you know, it's, they lose a ball and then they're searching and then you got them on the clock and then they search for another ball. They're having, someone's having a really bad day. There's always going to be those kind of situations. But it's important to get onto them early and try and get them to keep up with the group in front at least. You know, I think there's that constant policing. They know it's an issue that's being taken seriously. Yeah. And they exactly. need to be mindful of it. As you say, they are in the entertainment business. Whether they like yeah. it or not, if they don't want to be in it, then play at a lower level, you don't get as much money. Yeah, unfortunately, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't seem to be getting... It seems to be the tail wagging the dog at the moment, but uh, hopefully things can get fixed. You never know. Live golf, although uh, I don't have much um, hope in the fact that uh, live golf will be playing fast. Uh, but the good thing is they only have one field... So you only got five hours and then you're done. Um, whereas, you know, some of those 156 fields, 
Mm. Uh, I mean, the Open was a one T start, 156. Uh, I think it was 14 hours from first Incredible. tee to the last, to yeah. the last, which, you know, there's six hour rounds for some people. So someone said that one hole took an hour to play, which is, what? which is just unbelievable. Take an hour to play one hole. Anyway. Okay. Find that difficult to believe. I could play nine holes in an hour. <laughs> um, did you want to go through some community questions? How are we going for time? Would you like to yeah, absolutely. one or two? Uh, yeah. This is one from a few months ago regarding uh, penalty areas. So this is when Andy, the average golfer, pulled his tee shot left into a red penalty area. He and his group searched for a little while, trying to find his ball that may have been playable. Couldn't find it. Um, and then decided, right, guys, where do you think I've gone in? Where, where's the last point crossed into the red penalty area? They've identified or estimated that uh, spot. He's then dropped using uh, lateral relief, say, or back on the line. And then another person in his group finds his ball, um, which actually finding his ball has proven that the point they estimated where it last crossed was incorrect. So I was just wondering about his procedure to, you know, what does he do? He's already dropped that ball sort of in play. Um, he's already dropped, but uh, they found that perhaps that was incorrect. What do they yes. do in that situation? So what were our, what were our four options that we gave the, uh, the one was he could go and play the ball that has been found. Another one was, well, the ball's in play. He needs to play that. Another one was, well, he's made a mistake where he's estimated where the last point crossed. He needs to perhaps choose a, a new reference point, which is uh, based on where the original ball was found. There's probably three of them. I can't think of the fourth, but disqualified the probably. We probably <laughs> threw in disqualified. Maybe. I'd say um, the answer is C. C. Yeah. Which one was that? I didn't put him in the right order though. Oh, I'd say the one where um, the original ball has now been found, and they worked out that uh, the spot where the ball crossed um, was. Not significantly, but a lot different from where Andy had estimated and dropped the ball. So he now needs to pick that ball up. Effectively, he hasn't done anything wrong. They've just found new information. It's sort of similar to what we were talking about before when, um, you know, they found information before they made the next stroke that the ball had been moved. Well, in this case, they found information before the next stroke uh, and they can fix it that, the estimation point was actually wrong. He didn't do it on purpose, uh, but he just needs to fix his mistake and, and work out the new estimation point. You know, in that case, like if you think about it practically from if you're out playing golf and you think of one of your the holes that you play at, um, at Gardner's Run, that, uh, you know, if you get up there and you go, okay, I'll drop my ball and then you find your ball and it's a metre to the side, you go, well, it, definitely could have gone in exactly where my estimation point was. How am I to know I'm estimating? But mm. if it's a really, you know, really big sort of change, you go, oh, okay, I've dropped it in the wrong spot. Now, if you if you drop it, you play it, and then you find this information out, we haven't done anything wrong. Uh, so you you just uh, go and pick the original up if you want and carry on. You, you haven't done anything wrong. So that's under... Seven, it's an interpretation, I think, and the 17.1. Have you got it off the top of your head, Stuart? No, but you're in the right area, obviously. 17.1. This is, I'm guessing it'll be under D for the options available. Yeah. 
So, uh, yeah, so that's what you do. Um, so that was a good one. It's very few occasions 17.1D3 slash 2. There you go. 2, yeah. So very rarely do you actually drop a ball and then pick it back up again. Assuming you have dropped yeah. correctly, it's come to rest in the relief area. Very few situations where you go, actually, that ball's in. Oh, no, I need to actually pick it up again. Yep. Doesn't happen very often, does it? It doesn't happen very often. And uh, even if it was supposed to happen, it wouldn't happen because no one really knows that rule. <laughs> uh, I also wanted to let everyone know that um, Andy, the average golfer, now has an official golf, ha uh, golf link handicap of 26.5 well done andy for uh, getting out there and he's actually a member at uh, wombat hills so great great work andy very good um can i throw a couple more questions at you based on that interpretation so now we have found out the information was incorrect sorry the reference point was incorrect and we need to uh change the reference point could i change my relief option uh after you've dropped it Right, so I've dropped oh, wow. it using back on the line and then I'm about to play and someone goes, Andy, Andy, hang on a second. Are you playing a top flight 47? Yeah, that's me. And we realised that, in fact, his ball was another 20 metres further towards the hole than the reference point that he chose and where he had dropped and was about to play. And we've realised that the reference point was wrong. We've now found Andy's original ball. We've walked up 20 metres. Oh, well, it's obviously gone in here. Here's the new reference point. Can I now... Uh, change because I chose back on the line before. Can I now take uh, lateral relief with that new reference point? Well, luckily for me, luckily for me, right at the bottom of this interpretation, it states in doing so, the player must proceed under rule 17.1 with respect to the correct reference point. So they can't go and decide to play the ball because they've already played and dropped a ball into already play. Proceeded. Mm. Right. Uh, but they may use any relief option under that rule. So yeah. they could actually um, go back to the teeing area if they really wanted to. Yeah. You know, they might find that their ball was further back there and that that dropping area was going to be in the trees and they go, oh, mm -hmm. back on the line sucks, lateral relief sucks, um, stroke and distance uh, will be my best option. I think... Uh... Probably if there was going to be a confusion with that rule, it would be if that original ball was found within three minutes, Andy might be inclined to go, actually, I can hit that out of there, even though he's dropped using the wrong reference point. Andy goes, well, I can actually hit that. You found it within three minutes. I might go and play it. But, uh, of course, we know that's – but I think that would be a common – maybe a common misunderstanding. Yeah. Found, no, within, found within three minutes. Yeah, sorry, go on. Exactly right. Like, uh, you know, 14.4, once you have the intention to drop a ball back into play, um, that is the ball that is in play. And as you said, uh, even if the reference point chosen might have been wrong, we need to correct that, but you still must proceed under one of those three relief options. Yeah, spot on. And playing it is not one of them. <laughs> no, not that ball that you, now that you've found more information out. Right. Right. What, okay. what uh, Stuart believes his tee shot has reached the yellow penalty area? Question 91, community question 91. Go for it, Stuart. So this is, uh, so this is uh, when I've uh, think I've gone in the yellow penalty area. Had a bit of a look in there because I may have, just like Andy, I may have found it and been able to play it. Um, 
And I've gone, well, I can't find it. It's clearly in there. So I've dropped back on the line from the yellow penalty area. And I have uh, um, hit my ball onto the green. And then someone goes, are you playing your top flight 45 today? Yeah. And we've actually then found it in the yellow penalty area. Um, and this question was just simply, could I you know, abandon the ball that's now sitting on the green after having taken relief and play my original ball that's now been We've got uh, we've got some issues there with uh, Stuart's technical uh, te technology, uh, but I think we ended up we ended up getting that one. So he's uh, it's, it's very similar to the one that we just covered. So um, you've dropped a ball um, to undertaking relief under seventeen point one D. You've hit that, and then you found your original ball. Well, as soon as you drop the ball, as soon as you drop the ball, that original ball uh, becomes. What are you? What are the words that you use? The original ball. It's a wrong ball. Yeah, Is that what you yeah, said? Yeah. Well, yeah. you said abandon, but it's a wrong ball. Yeah. <laughs> I was wondering whether you'd say abandon or wrong. Anyway, it's the same thing. So, uh, uh, yeah, that, that's a no, a big no. You can't go and play the uh, play the other ball. You can't have your cake and eat it too. Now, mm -hmm. you know, I found I found out what that actually means. I was like, I never really understood. You can have your cake and eat it too. I was like, well, I can't. Well, if you've had your cake, you've, uh, you know, if you've eaten your cake, you've had it as well. So you, you know, but someone explained it to me that, well, you've got this cake, so you've got it, you have it. Um, once you eat it, you don't have it anymore. <laughs> so you can't have it and eat it. You either have it or you eat it. If you eat it, you don't have it. So you can't have your cake and eat it too. I didn't, you know, I don't think I agree. No, I agree with it, but uh, I don't think I would. I liked it better than the one when I had no idea what it meant. Ignorance is bliss, like so many players it with the seemed, rules. It seems stupid. Um, so uh, anyway, so yeah, so with this one, if you've already put another ball into play, um, you can't have your original ball and eat it too. I mean, hit it too. <laughs> Okay, very good. <clears throat> Life so, lessons uh, with Blakey. Yeah, there we go. I'll, I'll open up another podcast. I might get uh, might get a few more listeners. <laughs> uh, right, um, so let's get into. So I think we we covered that one. Let's get into yeah. the GRQ OTW for number sixty two, and uh, and then we'll sign off. Okay, so here's my GRQ OTW for episode sixty two. So Fraser. Fraser has a small stone located immediately behind his ball, which is lying in the bunker. Knowing he can remove loose impediments in the bunker, and after checking with his marker if he agrees, Fraser reaches down to remove it, and upon grabbing the stone, it breaks into many pieces, as it was actually a clump of sand, not a stone. What is the ruling? Wow, good one. And we will leave you that with that. I know uh, David Grieve had a crack at uh, has had a crack at the last two, so please have another crack at that one, David. Number sixty-two. Thank you, Stuart. Uh, have Pleasure. you got any Have you got any golf this week? Uh, usual Wednesday, Saturday. Yeah, Wednesday. So, yeah. Uh, but you do have uh, do have some, uh, you know, your normal work. You do work, don't you, Stuart? <laughs> Occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> just, if you haven't listened to my golf, my love of golf podcast, uh, Stuart is a 
What would you call yourself? A share market? A currency uh, trader. Currency trader, share market entrepreneur. <laughs> uh, extraordinaire is what I was trying to say. Um, so uh, if you haven't listened to that, give a listen to it. But uh, his new passion is the rules of golf, and he's definitely more than willing to help me out, which is amazing. So thank you very much. And I uh, hope, e- hope everyone uh, enjoyed that episode. I was a bit more upbeat this one. I think the other ones, when we do it, it's like six in the morning and I can't handle it. But uh, that was that was a real cracker. So uh, we'll get some more videos out there. We'll get some more community questions um, out there. I, I put in a real easy community question number 108. So hopefully everyone's gotten that right. And uh, we'll get another one out there soon. So um, I'm glad you uh, are glad you can only see me and or listen to us uh, rather than smell me because I, I'm doing a bathroom renovation at the moment, so I don't have a shower. So oh, I'm glad you can't smell me. But uh, you know, getting out if I get out in the golf course with you soon, um, stay on the other side of the fairway. <laughs> uh, I appreciate that. Appreciate your time, Stuart. Have a good Of course, week. always. My pleasure. You too. Good to and chat. We'll speak, we'll speak soon. Thank you, everyone. Okay.